Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the 905er podcast with me, Roland Tanner. I am Joel McLeod. And we've got a jam-packed episode this Thursday with lots of pretty big stories for the 905 region. And we're going to kick it off with it with a story that um, uh, you found, uh, uh, Joel, um, with the mayor of Oakville being um, outspoken as he tends to be about... um, issues that he disagrees with um <laughs> this is a classic burton and burtonism i think um why don't you you take it away with describing what this story is about well yeah i mean well classic is a good way to describe it because it's been a class action uh lawsuit um well to, to start off there's a, a one billion dollar with a b uh, class action claim against uh some oakville property uh, by oakville property owners uh, against the city, uh, uh, the town of Oakville, uh, Mayor Rob Burton, Conservation Halton, Halton Region, the town of Milton, and the Ontario government. Um, basically, uh, without going into the, the weeds on this one, the claim is saying that uh, development in Oakville has led to an increased flood risk uh, in their in their homes. Now, these homeowners are in the southern part of Oakville, um, and the the claim is that the development in the north end is basically disrupting the water table and for and, and causing an inc- a greater increase in risk of flooding in their homes because of uh, basically urban urban development urban spread uh, urban sprawl is their is their classic now these uh, I want to emphasize these claims have not been proven in court uh, we haven't gotten to that point yet uh, however that didn't stop uh, Mayor Burton from chiming in and basically calling the claim is stupid and a political stunt. Um, now that last one is referring to one of the lawyers who is uh, behind the, behind the claim is a John McLaughlin who uh, ran against Mayor Burton twice for mayor, lost both times, obviously, but that didn't stop Mayor Burton from saying, quote, this is a political stunt by political losers. Um, yeah, th- this is, this is a, a, a you know, I, I, again, this these haven't been this hasn't been tried, but this is something we've talked about a couple times on the podcast. Is that the the urban the, the, the need to spread our our urban boundaries for, further and further north is going to have repercussions. This may be one of them. Uh, so to call it stupid or a stunt, I, I think is a little bit uh, disingenuous on on the part of uh, of Mayor Burton. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, obviously, we can't comment on the specifics of this of this case. Um, uh, however, um, the fact that development causes flooding is, is not a controversial uh, question. Um, it's it's well established. It was, um, I believe, the, the city itself in Burlington um, when we had a flood back in 2015, if I'm remembering right. Um, the city itself talked about, you know, the the uh, increased amounts of runoff because of development and the need to mitigate that. Um, so, on the surface, I think it's a bit much to say it's just a political stunt. I mean, obviously, um, Mayor Burton is one of the more outspoken um, mayors, um, and I think he's been around long enough that he doesn't really care what he says or who he says it to. Um, but it's not particularly helpful, it seems to me, to 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 um, to come out with this kind of stuff when we know that um, you know flooding is increasing in all of our part of Ontario in the 905 in Toronto itself 
um, floodplains are being adjusted by conservation authorities because of that, um, and that affects all kinds of things. Well, this is what this is. This is one of the things that we had on, we had on uh, the uh, chair, <clears throat> sorry, the executive director of the conservation Halton on uh, a little while ago to talk about uh, the province stripping the powers of conservation authorities uh, to to govern exactly this uh, situation. Um, what what you know, like our, our municipalities, uh, not just Oakville, but you know, Burlington, Hamilton, Mississauga, Peel, Brampton, we're hitting the boundary, we're hitting that green belt wall. And they've been hitting it for a while. And what I'm, 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 it's kind of one of these things like they just haven't, the municipalities just haven't kind of clued into that. You know, like it's this idea of like, well, we can just keep building single family homes perpetually, uh, you know, as far as the eye can see. And the thing is, the people don't want that. We, we know that they're, they're the, the attitude towards, uh, is, is towards protecting the green belt, protecting our green space north of, uh, north of that. And so I think we need to have a little bit more inventiveness and ingenuity in terms of well, how, how do we redesign our cities now to make them livable and find places for people to live this this common kind of thing you know the, the consequences of that urban sprawl are being felt by people and they're saying you know you're not taking this into account mm -hmm. and to say well it's stupid and it's a stunt and it's silly is very dismissive to to people who have lived in oakville and, and in the region for a long time it's just it's a honestly the comment is silly and a bit of a political stunt, well, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and, and political stunts are, are very much uh, the purview of, of many, many mayors in the 905 region. Um, you know, every single city, certainly in the 905, I believe, uh, if not most of the, the cities across Canada, went through a, uh, if I can be quite as outspoken as Mayor Burton, a kind of orgy of self-congratulation back in about 2018 when they all kind of simultaneously declared that it was a climate emergency. Um, now, I remember saying, I actually put this question to, to the new mayor of Burlington at that time uh, during an interview, um, that you know, what kind of climate emergency doesn't have a budget attached to it? Because these declarations came with no money uh, attached. They were just simply a matter of political posturing. Now, symbols are sometimes important. I'll be the first time, you know, we just had a whole debate about pride flags um, in our region. Um, symbols can be very important. Um, however, you know, when you're talking about climate emergency on one hand, on the other hand, denying what is established fact is that when you pave over a piece of grass, it no longer absorbs water. Um, you know, we, we've got the left hand and the right hand contradicting each other. And it, this, again, is so much a, a part of the frustrating way in which our cities work and which any kind of seriously ambitious change towards, say, dealing with the environment, dealing with transit, dealing with um, our reliance on cars, all these issues just continually get held up while people talk the talk but absolutely don't walk the walk. Um, and I think this is just a, a, a very symbolic of that process. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head with that. Is that for, it was all it was all symbolism. It was all smoke and mirrors. And the sad thing is, our municipalities, our the places, our, our municipal governments should be at the forefront of the climate change debate. I mean, they, we've we've seen it. They're the ones dealing with uh, the repercussions of climate change. Uh, in, in the article that uh, I was reading, they, that the they had an expert on who couldn't discount that climate change is 
causes. We're having warmer, warmer uh, winters. Um, I mean, more more water displaced and, and whatnot. This is you're right though that to have a climate change emergency declared, and then no one did any substantive reviews of their policies or uh, building uh, codes or anything of that nature to say we need to address this. We need we need to have an overhaul of how we build. Instead, to the state, Oakville is just continuing with the sprawl. There's more neighborhoods, single family homes just being built north of the city with no concept of, well, how do we make these more ecologically friendly, more, more sustainable and more uh, uh, meaningful uh, to the environment and, and to put more people tighter together for, uh, for the sake of urban density. I mean, we're, it was, it was we're, all, it's, just, it's clearly, it was just a smoke yeah, show. And we're going to be probably talking in a few weeks about, uh, um, the regional official plan in Halton, which is currently being reviewed. Um, and the choices are, bet- are in essence between a small amount of sprawl and a large amount of sprawl. Um, there was one option that was put in at the last minute at the request of regional councillors, which involved no sprawl at all. Um, but, uh, you know, of the four options that are kind of before uh, regional council to, to decide upon, um, they all involve a certain amount of new land, green space being built on. Um, now, in fairness, those areas are fairly restricted and um, predominantly around Milton and uh, Halton Hills. Um, but you know, we're still dealing with with a failure to fundamentally grasp the urgency uh, and the emergency that we're dealing with the climate. And and the massive role that that development uh, and the built environment that we are creating uh, plays in that, both through uh, the way we get around th- through cars or otherwise, uh, and through the type of buildings that we that we build, um, which you know again actually relates to another story we're going to talk about a bit later. And actually, perhaps we could just move straight on to that, um, which is the outbreaks. Yeah, I mean it's the outbreaks of COVID in. Uh, a, a number of uh, apartment buildings in Hamilton now. One in particular, I believe, is uh, Rebecca Towers has had a really horrible outbreak with something like a hundred cases, um, and, over a hundred at last count. Yeah, um, simultaneously with with the the whole building being restricted for months and months on end to one elevator in the building. Now, I can tell you from having lived in an apartment building a few years ago that. Um, we had one summer when there was only one elevator. It was a huge pain in the neck. <laughs> I mean, it adds huge amounts of waiting around, waiting for elevator. And that's even someone like myself who's quite healthy enough to take the stairs if he wants to. Um, but apartment buildings tend to have high senior populations uh, because it's a an affordable place to, for for people who retire to live who've maybe sold um, property. Well, it's not, not even that, but if you're if you're if but if you're coming home with groceries or from running an errand, mm-hmm. you know you you gotta use the elevator. You know you're not going to make twenty trips up and down the flight of stairs to pr- put your groceries away, or or if you had to buy a you know piece of equipment or something. That it's what, what's amazing about this story to me, Roland, is how. Everyone is just like shirking their responsibility to the people who live in this tower. Uh, is it, it's a real, it's a real disgusting. Just let's turn a blind eye and hope it goes away. Approach to the pandemic. I, 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 I don't really know how else to sugarcoat it. It's just 
for 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 our listeners who who don't know the full story, my, it, there's been a, a sharp increase in COVID nineteen cases in this one apartment building. Uh, a lot of it is tied to the fact that it's an apartment building. People are by their nature by nature just closer in contact with each other, and there's only I believe there's two uh, elevators that are built in the the building, but one is not functional, which means everyone in that building has to cram onto one elevator to go up and down, to go to their jobs, to go through their lives, whatever. I'm sure your listeners are putting two and two together right now and realizing, yeah, that's a recipe for disaster in uh, in a pan- in a global pandemic. Not surprising, we've now seen 120 cases skyrocket uh, in the in the uh, in the towers. Now, when you go to to Hamilton Public Health to say, okay. Like, and it was Hamilton Public Health that brought this to everyone's attention. So they, they said, okay, public health, go and take charge, fix the problem. And public health says, nope, not our jurisdiction. We have no yeah. authority here. They do have and authority. Then, then the city does have, a, said, have some authority. The city well, they, can order. The, the idea was that, yeah, well, let's t- turn to the city. Let's go to our, our city mm-hmm. councilor, our ward councilor, and the mayor's office, and, and let's have them do something. And they all sat there and said, no, we'll see. There's a good Meanwhile, quote there are people from, who are contracting yeah, there's COVID. There's a good quote uh, from uh, and which, which kind of typified this this problem to me. Um, now, you know, the, the owners of the building are saying, well, we're going as quickly as we can to reopen this elevator and it'll be the end of the month or early June or something. And the council said, well, should we sort of issue an order to them to get this elevator working again? And the advice they received was, well, there's there's no point because, you know, they've got to wait for parts and things like this. It's like, where is the sense of urgency here or the, the sense that in extraordinary circumstances, you have to make extraordinary things happen? It's not good enough to say, well, we've got to wait for the parts when people are potentially going to die because of, of, of um, the absence of a second mm-hmm. elevator. Um, you know, it's... This this is a once in a lifetime experience. We've got people behaving like this is an administrative problem. Um, we have the comment from, yeah, sorry. Uh, we have a, a comment from um, the. Uh, if I can just find it, um, uh, yeah, from from Paul Johnson, who's the head of Hamilton's pandemic response, and he said um, on the subject of of you know setting up vaccination clinics, kind of in apartments to do a whole building in one go. Uh, seems like a great idea mm-hmm. to me. You focus on a problem area, vaccinate the whole building in a day or something like that. This is what he said to that suggestion. He says, well, uh, at this point, there's not the capacity for public health to set up and de- deliver those types of clinics. And then we have to be careful. Would we do that in every instance? To which the answer is, yeah, hell where? Why not? Um, and if you don't have the capacity, I, why the hell your do you have it? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you don't have the capacity, that, ask for the capacity. Exactly. Get the money. Get the people. That. That, I mean, if you think about it, that's the entire problem of why we're in a third wave of this pandemic. It's, you know, th- this, nobody wants to do the work that's necessary to keep us safe. You know, it's, it, it you know, it, the, the premier wants to pass off the responsibility to the public health departments. Well, surprise, surprise, when it comes down to having them use their authority to keep us safe. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, you know, we'll, we, we'll get around to it when we get around to it. Do we really want to go into every apartment? Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah. I mean, what you, I, what you want is to set up like, you know, can you get when, you know, m- m- uh, motor homes 
and drive around to all the hardest hit neighborhoods and say, okay, everybody, come on down. We're going to get you a, a vaccine uh, in your shoulder and, and record it. Like, it's, why, it's why like, is this so difficult? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's like there's been this, this collective collapse of faith by people who work in government to believe in government's ability to do stuff, to do, believe in the public sector's ability to do stuff. You are the mm-hmm. people with the power to move mountains in a crisis if you work in the public service. Um, you know, we have so Laurieanne Gagne, COA of a nonprofit housing provider. One of the buildings uh, that is currently in outbreak is, is under uh, the Victoria Park Community Homes. Uh, she asked uh, ages ago for uh, that kind of s- setup in the uh, high rises gym of like a, a kind of vaccine, you know, a vaccine clinic, um, because that would reach the people who uh, maybe don't speak English as a first language. It'd reach people with transportation or mobility problems. It would, you know, it kills, it seems like an eminently sensible thing to do. Um, she didn't even get a reply. Um, I mean, what kind of pandemic is it when people just can't even pick up the phone and answer someone? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's just... Well, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest, Roland. Let's look at the, our experience with trying to get vaccines. Just like you and I have very similar, but it's a, it was a nightmare. I mean, it was mm-hmm. literally like, let's go. It's like the Wild West black market COVID-19 vaccine scenario where, where you know, I, I was flabbergasted. Like I, I had to, I, I'm on, I'm, I'm still getting uh, messages from old wait lists that I forgot that I was, I put myself on to get the, the, the vaccine. Like it's just this, this, the idea of like, oh, you're, you're on your own to get, to get to solve this issue. It's preposterous i mean this is Uh i mean i don't want to be this guy but this is kind of what we pay our tax dollars for this is why we we have a public health department this is why we have a municipal government is to do this when when the shit hits the fan somebody's got to step up and say okay it's it's on me i gotta fix it and yeah i i gotta kind of bust heads and yeah you might you might upset a few landlords tough shit i don't care at this point i'm done we're over a year into this. I'm done with this like niceties and let's ask politely. Use have some fucking balls, kick open some doors and say, get your ass to work, fix the elevator. Or you know what? Let's start suit we'll start finding you until you do get it done, until you magically find those parts. And yeah, public health, yeah, you know what? Just go door to door if you have to and jab people in the arms with the vaccine. If that's what it takes to get people safe, that's what you gotta fucking do. Yeah, I'm or sorry, someone I, made the I, point. My language so colorful. I'm just hey, I'm, I'm, I'm at my wits' end with this uh, nonsense. These the we can still days. swear the CRTC hasn't got us yet. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, someone made the point. Actually, um, I think it may have actually been Councillor Maureen Wilson made the point. Um, Paramedics have been able to go door to door doing tests in the buildings. Um, so mm. in that case, could they not have taken the vaccine with them at the same time? You know, uh, oh my it's God. Like, like, again, the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. We can send in paramedics to do a test, but we can't send in paramedics or health professionals to provide vaccinations. It it this didn't used to happen. You know, I mean, sure. In, in an emergency, we have to accept a certain loss of civil liberties, a certain loss, you know, a certain level of government interference in our lives that we don't accept no, at other we times. Haven't, we haven't but, lost 
we haven't lost any liberties. Well, that's no, the I, thing. I, 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 like, it's an inconvenience of wearing a fucking mask, which, quite frankly, I'm used to by now. So, there's, I, I, I am. I mean, hell, we're criticizing the government right now. Nobody's come locking. Nobody's going to come knocking our door, Roland. Nobody's going to come asking us some uh, questions and 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 throwing us in jail. We have not lost one single civil liberty. I mean, I, what, we're, what we're asking is people to do their yeah, job. Yeah, and I think people would have accepted that. People would have accepted the government saying, okay, here's the vaccines. We're going to have a list. We're going to treat it like, I mean, we're going to go by postcode by postcode. We're going to focus on the areas with the highest rates. We're going to go after people who have to leave home to work. I mean, we're getting there now, but we're getting there a year late. Um, and even now it's being constantly undermined by the, by the province's own messaging. Um, you know, I find it frankly pretty damn insulting that I went out uh, and you did too, uh, and so many other people uh, did as well, kind of trying to be good citizens, going out and getting the AstraZeneca vaccine at the first opportunity, not waiting for some other vaccine because we wanted to be, we wanted to do the right thing. So we did that. Okay, so and now, we're, now we're, the we're province gonna, is, we're going we're gonna to go off. We're going to go off on the government's bungling of AstraZeneca. <laughs> Cause I've been dying to do this for about a week now. <laughs> Yeah, the, these 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 guys, <laughs> these guys. I, that that I, I I am flabbergasted. Yeah, I mean, you and I had to fight tooth and nail. I mean, it was like Mad Max Thunderdome to find <laughs> a place that we could get and the AstraZeneca vaccine, and then we finally got it. And it like you you earned that vaccine. Like yeah. it, that thing that thing kind of knocks you on your butt for a good. 48 hours like you, you feel like yeah i know what i earned this immunity afterwards i've done my civic duty and, say, yeah, and some yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and and then have them come in and say uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna pause it now you know yeah i'm sitting like what do i'm i'm waiting for a second dose here uh-huh. what what do i do and nobody has that answer we have we have, we have hints but no, like they didn't stand up and say this is the plan going forward. It's just all of a sudden like yeah we we you know we're gonna, we're going to buy into the conspiracy knowledge that oh it, it's got it has some some blood clots reported. Well, the, the numbers are I mean I don't want to take away the tragedy for anybody who has uh, died because of this. However, people die all the time. Has been pointed out. Um, many many times now uh we've known for decades that the uh the the contraceptive pill has far higher um uh risks associated with with blood clots people still still take that um the the the, uh catching covid itself gives you a far higher risk of having blood clots i don't think there's any medication on earth that doesn't have some kind of side effect some kind of risk associated with it um it mm-hmm. seems like madness to me that the simple math that is involved here of on this side, there's this small risk on this side, there's this huge risk, um, not just of catching COVID, but of catching COVID, giving it other to other people and of spreading variant uh, variants around or developing our own Canadian homegrown variant, who knows, uh, that could come along any moment in a, in an apartment block, say that, could have been vaccinated on mass a few weeks ago. So, it, it, and you cannot tell me. I mean, I'm, I'm usually I usually try to avoid conspiracy theories. I, I'm a much more bigger fan of the of the cock up theory of how things get done. Um, just 
through my experience of being involved in politics. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, but you, it seems awfully coincidental, doesn't it, that the two provinces who led the way are saying, oh, we're the, a matter of days, a matter of almost hours after the prime minister said, take AstraZeneca, it's safe, take whichever vaccine you're offered, that they should then do what they can to contradict him, to undermine him, and to throw blame in his direction, and it's Ontario and it's Alberta. Now, I know Nova Scotia has joined the party now, but um, you know that's just the herd mentality of premiers, I suspect, at that point. But those first two, it's awfully coincidental, I, isn't it? I, 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 I'm not going to comment on, on that. I, I don't know, but I... I find that the situation that we're in is a is a uniquely Canadian one. You know, we have, we're faced with a global pandemic, a global emergency. We have a solution at our fingertips. Um, the light is at the end of the tunnel, and we cock it up by pol- by provincial infighting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and trying to one up. You know, we need to, we need to have that narrative and save our butts with, uh, you know, with, with you know. We, we, we've got the, we got the premier of Ontario taking out ads against Justin Trudeau blaming open borders, which account for like one point four percent of all cases in the in the province at the moment. Yeah, we probably should be closing the borders tighter. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to give Trudeau a pass on that, but don't don't try and blame all of the, all of your problems on that one one percent, right? The rest of, the rest of it is all on you, Doug. It, it's all on you. It's all in this government of workplace spread, spread in the schools, you know, just public spread is why we're in this situation. You, 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 you drop the ball. That's why we're in a third wave. My worry is this is going to send the wrong message to people of, oh, shopper, wait, wait for the right vaccine to come, uh, come to you and then take it. We're going to see greater vaccine hesitancy, which quite frankly, my worry is what if what if we lead, lead into a fourth wave over the summer because mm-hmm. the messaging isn't clear? I mean, it, we we talked about this way way. This was like, what the third third episode we did. Like, you know, we had Mike Gibbs on to talk about the importance of uh-huh. clear political, you know, cl- clear communication in a pandemic like this. You you can't muck around. You can't say take it, don't take it. Maybe um, you know, wait wait and see. You need to have clear, concise information, clear, concise instructions for the public to follow. And they have not done that ever. I, I'm, I'm trying to think back, and they haven't. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm angry because I have, I took the AstraZeneca vaccine. I feel fine. I my health is fine. Um, I went through the, the the side effects like everybody else is reporting, but I felt fine afterwards. And my my honest my honest fear is I got to do it all over again. My fear is that there's not going to be a second dose for me uh, at my pharmacy. Uh, my fear is that the news is going to come down and say, yeah, you should not mix vaccines, mm-hmm. which means that I got to wait for this thing to wear off. Well, and then I got to go and fight and fight again for a Pfizer or a Moderna or a Johnson and Johnson vaccine and hope to God that they don't cancel that on me and then wait for another four months to get the second dose. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing my part. I feel like our government is not doing theirs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it you know, when I think about this, well, A, we, we've had, um, 
oh, according to Twitter anyway, uh, the Minister of Health, Christine Elliott, has said, yeah, well, unfortunately, some, some vaccines are now going to go to waste because they're going to expire before before we've received instructions from uh, the that vaccine organization that caused this mess. Um, <laughs> his name I Nassie. can't remember. Yeah. Um, Nazi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so th- they're going to let vaccines go to waste while they, they await sort of further instructions. Um, meanwhile, we're getting more shipments. And they're saying, they're suggesting that, well, that's fine because people who've had a first dose can take that. Uh, so, so are we more expendable now? Um, you know, what? <laughs> you, you can't send these mixed messages. Safe or it's not safe. It's safe for us, but it's not safe for other people. No, you know, don't. It's safe. You're just being dicks. Um, yeah, it, it, it's every step of the way in this, this thing. And, you know, the point I want to make more than anything is, you know, my friend in the UK, uh, the guy I went to university with, um, it was his birthday two days ago. He had his birthday dinner at the pub with a nice beer um, indoors because um, he's allowed to do that because the infection rates in Britain are now very low, um, You know, absolutely kind of dropping like a stone since the vaccine has pretty much been um, you know, reached very high uh, levels. That's all the AstraZeneca vaccine, by the way. That's the only one they have in the UK. Um, and they're seeing the benefits. They're starting to get back to something closer to normal life. And we're messing around over here. That's what get, Yeah. That's what pisses me off is that we do this. It's like they wanted to buy into this, you know, Cracker Jack conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory of oh it's it's worse for you because it's it might it, there might be a blood clot at some point in the future da, 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 da. and we have the entire country of Great Britain has beaten this thing because of AstraZeneca like they they didn't they didn't have this like oh shop around it. no there's like AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca is a British company it is. They they manufactured it in Britain. Remember, because that was the whole thing. We didn't get any AstraZeneca for a while because the Brits were hogging it all to themselves. So they said, "No, we're going to keep it for ourselves to immunize our people." Then you get the, then you get them afterwards. They did it. They beat COVID. We our Doctor Williams and Doug Ford somehow they think they're better than the British. I don't know. They they they, they yeah, What do they know, know that sixty that, million that's, that's, British that's, people don't know? You know. Um. And, yeah, and it's like that's, that's uh, you know what, that's what uh, floors uh, me. Yeah, and, and with, with you know a right. prime minister over there who is a complete clown and has done everything he dan- he could to undermine the process too. Um, but uh, my, just, my god, my god, Roland, I'd rather have I'd rather have Boris Johnson as our premier right now than Doug Ford. I know that's saying something, but I probably that's how too. bad it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, ultimately because Boris Johnson may be a moron, but there are professional public servants behind him who are far better who are far smarter than what we've been dealing with here in ontario with dr williams uh, to name but one um there are other stories happening in in the uh, 905 uh, there's some really huge news coming on the lrt front in hamilton but i'm seeing we're at 33 minutes so maybe we should hold that one back for uh, a future episode I think so I, I i think that i think that deserves its own yeah. its own uh, episode that's pretty big news for hamilton i think they've been long it's been coming for a long time they deserve to have a full episode uh, uh devoted to that so for let's sure. hold off on that one for an episode yeah. so okay uh i think yeah i was gonna say i think we've taken up enough uh 
uh, of our gracious listeners time uh i'm going to close off uh this episode and say thanks you very much everyone for listening hopefully you are getting your covid shot and you're doing your part to stay safe and help the rest of us out uh stay safe out there and stay vaccinated That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.